This is the Workness Podcast, a platform for women of colour to discuss socio-political issues that affect the intersections of our identity. Hosted by myself, Mina, Stacey, Adil, Khadija, Sheris, and Jess. We recognise how powerful women of colour spaces give rise to the feeling of empowerment. Therefore, expanding the space is imperative to express the voices of the unheard. On today's episode, we will discuss love and relationship in all its forms, from romantic films and our love of you, Grant, to issues in our community when it comes to taboos surrounding sex education and sexual liberation. Let's talk about sex, guys. Let's That's talk not about things That's that are like harder to discuss, uh, being women of colour, mm. being in relation to our communities. It's just a little bit like, oh, you want to you want to you want to talk about that I, d- I just don't think so <laughs> we keep that under wraps but no we're bringing it to light today so um i think it'll be interesting to talk about like what people have had said to them because mm, my request dms have had some strange things your in dms them. are weird yeah my dms are weird <laughs> shit like i just do you I mind sharing yeah. <laughs> yeah. no well as of recent do you I get not sugar baby requests no, I haven't. I've not. I would love that for myself. I, I used to I've get had one on Twitter. Of, um, Twitter? Oh, oh Twitter. One. Let's hear it. It, it was fake. Oh. Aww. No, all <laughs> no, all of them are fake on Twitter. Are they? Really? They're like the sugar daddies on Twitter. They're all fake. One time, yeah. some guy was like, hi, uh, I would like to see how I can help you help me. And in my head, I was like, should yeah. I? Should I? My like my friend at the time was like, don't. <laughs> I was just sorry. You know what? Yeah. So I was just saying to everyone that I don't really have anything to contribute. But um, okay, have you guys seen Chewing Gum? Oh, you know what? I've not watched it extensively, okay. but I've seen. But there is one episode that is just why. Okay, so like she meets. So basically, chewing gum is about this girl named Tracy, and is she like um? I want to say Nigerian. Her- no, she isn't. No, she isn't. She's West African. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, and basically, just about her life and like growing up in like sorry, not she's a full on adult. Like being in like a really religious conservative um household, and like she meets this guy who's actually like quite you know like. Handsome, handsome, okay. you know. Okay, he's a white man, and like he. <laughs> so I just have to say that, like, point blank, because it sets up the story, and it's it's like a whole. It's like it's like extreme comedy, if that makes sense. It's kind of like mm. you would not watch it with your parents or your yeah. family, yeah. but it's just about like how she was like fetishized, and like how he said stuff like. Um, you know where are you from she's like yeah yeah like Hampstead you know where are you really really from and like oh do you listen to jazz and stuff like that and um it got it like I mean long story short like it got to a very very like racy scene and it was very mm. like oh, graphic like how far it can go basically mm-hmm. but I think that's like a really good like like I just really rate that honestly yeah. like I've, I've never seen something like that on tv mm. and to see that uh, especially from like a, a black creator was really really refreshing mm-hmm. even to see the way that she looks she has such afrocentric features yeah. mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily see that quite a lot when they're representing like air quotations like black love on mm-hmm. tv which is really good and i know that there's a clip in it where she dresses tribal and she's doing a tribal yeah, yeah, dance yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's <just> like <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> with yeah. the stick and beads yeah kind of thing but Love um it. I wanted to make a point that Issa Rae said something very interesting where she was like, people were saying that she always plays boring roles. And then she was like, 
I want to play those mundane everyday roles because a lot of times when black people are portraying certain characters, it has to be massive. It's it has caricature, to be over the top. Sort of, yeah. yeah, like it's a caricature. So I really like one of her films that's come out now is Photograph. Yeah. And it's so basic, just a simple love story. There's no gang violence, <coughs> Tyler Perry. There's no <laughs> Tyler Perry. There's no black women suffering, Tyler Perry. There's no weirdly laid bald wigs, Tyler Perry. You know, and it's been written by, you know what, other people other than Tyler Perry. So, and directed. And directed and starring. <laughs> You know, I spot myself because I got really... Maybe even <laughs> costume. Costume. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Gosh, it's really yeah. nice to see, like, black love being portrayed in such a basic, mundane way because you don't necessarily yeah. get to see that because a lot of people's love lives and relationships are usually just mundane. Can Sorry, can I ask, what is black love? Like, I just see it everywhere. Like, oh, black... Is it just, like, two black people in love? Yeah, it's just, okay. to, it's just to normalise it because right. a lot of times when you do see people, like, and especially normalising dark-skinned black love mm. because a lot of times when you see it being portrayed, it will be a lighter-skinned woman right. and a darker skin, which is why that, I think it was you, I don't know which one of you, is that put on that little... Oh, the, the, the hair love one. That, that made me cry. So Wait, what, so can you remember what it was called for the people? It was, I think it was called Hair Love. Yeah. Yeah. It won yeah. an Academy Award. It. Look at it winning it Oscars and shit. The Oscars were very yeah. good for the fact that two male men of colour won the most like one of the biggest, uh, two of the biggest awards. And mm. one of those men was an indigenous man, which is, we were the first indigenous man to win an award at the Oscars, which <laughs> I love. thought was amazing. It's amazing. So I forgot his name, but I know that he directed Thor Ragnarok. And I think, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he also did the Hitler film, this- Georgia Rabbit. Georgia Rabbit, yeah. He's so really it was really good. But back to my point about Hair Love is that when he portrayed the characters, the woman was dark skin and the man had a fairer skin tone, which is something that you don't really see being normalized. Yeah, so I think true. that's what, black love encompasses mm. like just celebrating like two black people that are still together because even then when you see it being represented it's usually like a single parent yeah. and it's yeah. usually the dad that's not there because he went to the shops to get a caramel bar and he never came <laughs> back because <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the stereotype yeah, it is, you know yeah. I mean? and have you seen that tiktok where it's like how am i gonna um, what was it like he was pretending that he was a dad that left his kids like 20 years ago and he's like how am I going to introduce myself so he bought some milk and then he was like how am I going to enter the room I got the milk no no that's not right <laughs> daddy's home nah that's not right so he's just practicing how he's going to introduce himself you know speaking of like stereotypes actually I feel like for me it becomes really sticky because if I'm dating like outside my race or whatever or like a guy is trying to chat to me I just can't help but feel like I'm just like a little well, I'm a little something, like a little, you know, masala queen. I just want to, just want to see what I'm about. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that. I got, you know, you to know what kind of Aladdin, you know, Jasmine, Princess Jasmine. Paprika. Like, I'm not her. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. So it's like it makes me feel like that's like the first thing that just runs through my head a lot of the time. And usually it's when a white guy is trying to talk to me or something. It's just like, oh, but why? <laughs> why are you talking to me? It's not. I'm um, like. This is the thing. I. talking about dating is something I am very hesitant about because being like Indian like dating is the concept of it is just not fully there like you don't date you just don't do it you get married you don't date you get married the next day yeah no literally you meet today married tomorrow married tomorrow (laughs) and like no like you know what you love but it's true people be doing that um like even like the concept of arranged marriage and stuff for me personally it's not a bit of me I couldn't do that but it does work for some people and it is changing like there is more of um there are formalities now You, you can date within it's kind of like chaperoning and like yeah. i respect that if that's what you want but for me i don't i don't i don't think it'll work for me you know personally i like to have a bit of choice but um yeah like what you were saying like stereo like stereotypes and stuff like even seeing it online um seeing people on social media like dating in, whether it's interracial or with just just 
just being together it's just quite nice to see people be open about it and stuff like that so i was gonna say with dating mm-hmm. south asian community like i wouldn't say what family member but the amount of arguments not even arguments like i just like following a line of logic to like see where it goes mm-hmm. so i said like would you rather someone um doesn't date someone they get married and then they get divorced because they you realize it doesn't work out or would you rather like we date realize it doesn't work out and then we don't get yeah, married and the, the, the look on their face was like mm, mm. <laughs> like the, it didn't compute and i yeah. was like but We'll be happier in the long run. Like, so it, what would they prefer then? You just get married straight That's away, the then thing. divorce. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, divorce is going to bring mad. about more shame. Yeah, but people don't divorce in South Asian communities. They just stay together. Yeah. And it if you do so divorce, it's, it's like, like mm, it's it will, hellfire. it will it's like hellfire. fuck your community up. Yeah. I just feel like there isn't a lot of logic in. No. It's it's a symptom of a wider thing of South Asian. Just like you don't talk about it and like. You don't, it's like under the rug, you brush under the rug, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. It's another one of those things like mental health, like dating. Yeah. I think even like going for someone outside your race, the pressure, woo! Yeah. It's like if you even, it's like if you, if you even dare, like it's so difficult. That. If you go outside of your ethnicity, because oh, yeah. if you think about so how big, big continents are, Africa is a massive continent, mad, bit, but big, it's huge. massive. But like in India or like South Asian, I, I, it's even harder because I'm okay. So I'm Indian, yeah, but I'm Hindu, yeah, but I'm also from the state of Kerala. Do you know how mm. small Kerala is? It's tiny. I swear, mm. like, I, if I go to a wedding, I just feel like everyone's related to me. Like, we just look alike. I just cannot. <laughs> we just all look alike. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just this has. And oh, another thing is, yeah, astrology comes into it. If you're getting an arranged yeah, marriage, I've yeah, heard this, yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom was telling me, yeah, like. I was meant to get married to this guy, but like our star signs didn't align, and that means he would have died in the next four years, oh. so we couldn't get married. Yeah. I was like, shit. I was like, oh, okay. So it's kind of like it's it's a, it's really like limited in what you can do. Like it's really like controlled. And and for me, like if I want to, if I want to marry, I want to love you. I want to love you. I want to you know take care of you. When you to take care of me, I don't want no like oh we're together for the kids. That's it. Yeah, you know, that's just not really. the kind of love I aspire to have, but. It can be detrimental. It's also about the kind of examples that are set for you by your parents and people in yeah. your community and people in your um, like your age mates as well because a lot of times we look outside of our age mates yeah. but sometimes you actually have to look within your age mates to see what's also going on there. Not yeah. that you should aspire to what everybody else is doing because at the end of the day, you're going to be in a different relationship because you're a different person. But um, just kind of, I always wonder... Does anybody's parent actually say to them, this is what a relationship is? No. This is how a relationship should work? And the answer is no, because our parents are so... What's the word? It's just a massive taboo to them, to the point mm. where they won't even teach you how a healthy relationship should work. So then you can also find yourself in situations because you haven't actually got a good template to work off no, of. Yeah. Do you know, you know what I will bring up as well, in case we don't get around to it, but sexuality, like, yeah. never mind yeah. dating within the same race... <laughs> if, it, if you're it's a girl a, if it's a not a boy one. that you it, unheard of do you know like unheard who's of. gonna be the man and who's gonna be the woman that's it's, the kind of yeah. question that they have yeah. so that's why i'm like oh how are like, you guys gonna have kids how yeah. how does it work like uh, yeah. that's why just in case we don't get around to it just like maybe that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. not even within dating because like yeah. not have not being straight in any poc poc community like maybe as a whole other box to unpack but yeah. like 
not even dating, but even like if you're dating, you have to be closeted or like you, you, you mm, never yeah. say it. Or like, mm-hmm. I know I know people who are like, yeah, I'm never gonna tell my family. And it's like, wow, like, like the idea that like you literally cannot, like either you keep it under wraps or you like, or you come out and it changes your entire life and your entire like relationship with your community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it ties like, back to this whole, right. whole feeling of feeling like you might be abandoned, like you'll be left to it. It's either, it's like this also an ultimatum, like you pick your family or you choose love. And that's so unfair. Like why, why are you so like, it's like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not the end of the world. Like it, life just keeps on going. But to them, it's a it's honor thing. It's mm. a like, you know, we told you so type thing. So then you don't want to explore. Like, I feel like I have that with myself where I'm very hesitant to even date outside my race. Um, I, I find it easier for me to date outside my race because brown boys, I'm not saying they're all bad, but some of them, some of them. I like how you just dance in agreement with deal. You don't even speak, you just dance in agreement. Speak it, woman. I'm not saying all of them, but some of them just have like perhaps certain views and stuff that because of the internal misogyny that is very rampant in South Asian communities, I just, I, I can't get past that sometimes. So it, yeah, so I see myself like dating outside my race, but then it's kind of like hard because it's like if I, how if I wanted to bring you home to my parents, could I do that? Could I not? Would I be ostracized? Will you be put in a position where you have to compromise your feelings for me and my family yeah. situation? It's a massive conversation. Like I literally always feel very like oh like, but at the end of the day, it's it's one of these things where you have to communicate to the person that this could potentially happen or it's yeah. But you know, it's, it's it gets very tiring. Yeah, definitely. it's complicated. Interracial dating is always complicated. <laughs> it's always yeah. One of my guy friends that I'm really mm. close to, I, I have conversations with him about dating quite a lot. And like, even he's like, 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 he's one of my closest friends, but even the things he says has me like, this is why I have a problem with brown boys. Like <laughs> your voice alone kind of speaks volumes and how it is. Like, 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 even for example, he was talking about like, oh, you know, if she's too loud, like the girl he wants to marry, does he doesn't want her to be too loud? And I was just sitting there like, I will be loud as hell in my relationship because mm. I want your, you to hear my voice. Mm. Like I, I, not like, it won't be like unbalanced or anything. I don't want to put anyone off. Because this <laughs> I'm a great <laughs> gal. <laughs> no, but it's kind of like, it's, yeah, just, and that is how it is in like, um, and how I've seen South Asian relationships, whether it be like family members or mm. X, Y, Z, it's just a general community standard for the girl to be like the stereotypical, like quiet part, like pious yeah. and all that, like just a wallflower. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very pretty. And just to add to that, I mean, yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic as well. Like I've yeah. seen all the romantic oh, movies, you know, so not in here. What else is there? Four weddings and a funeral. My best friend's wedding. There we go. Every Julia Roberts movie has me crying. I want to love like Julia Roberts. Oh. But that's you know, it's kind of like I feel like because I do. I'm like you. I'm quite a hopeless romantic as well. Mm. But I, I feel like no one can ever reach that, you know. And especially when you're yeah. out here. It is fiction bottom. though. It, no, yeah, that's it's, true. It's no, not, I know it's fiction. I know it's fiction. But you have expectations of how in your own head like yeah. it's not always from movies but you, how you'd want to be treated and stuff and yeah then you hear like shit and do like, you feel like people i like this is just like kind of like what i always <laughs> felt like like there are sometimes because i for me it was like when you dated like with white guys like they just don't treat you right or is this just me are you talking like, about white guys like kind of, okay. or do you like, know what? I think it depends on what kind of white they are. Because I feel like the step, <laughs> no, no, what kind of white they are. Because it's about stereotypes at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah. stereotypically, a white French man will treat you like he's queen, mon chéri, j'adore, all that kind of stuff. 
But the French are saucy people. The French are saucy people. But let's say it's a white British guy. He might be like, are you all right, darling? Yeah. <laughs> are you all right, darling? How, how are you doing? Like, I can get you this. That, is that all right? That, but then it might be like the way an Australian might be di- treat you differently or an yeah. Italian white might treat you differently. Because I feel like yeah. that's the same... The same thing can be said about black guys because a lot of times black British men think that African American men are corny because of the way they'll be treating like, "Oh, you're right, baby cakes." Da 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 da. I can I show you the bitch. world. I never gonna stop. Love you, bitch. <laughs> so it's you're my cinnamon apple. Oh that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're my sweetie pie. But then it's kind of like I think it also goes around the culture that you're in. So mm. let's say like British culture is a bit more air quotations prude and a lot more like stiff upper lip. So you won't really be showing as much affection in that sense. <laughs> and then like African and then Americans might be more like they're more liberal than well, air quotations. They're a lot more loud and happy going or whatever, less stiff upper lip. So they'll, you know, kiss you and all that kind of stuff in public. In public. <laughs> Can I add something to that? I don't know. This got me laughing. But you know, when you talk about like British boys, like American boys, you know, like the picture that people paint when they're like, oh my God, I really want to date like a British guy. Oh my God. Why yeah. did I think of One Direction? Right. Mm. Listen. Yeah, on the street. Yeah, up to it. Listen. When Harry Styles came on that screen and he told me that I was fucking whatever, what makes me beautiful. What makes you beautiful. You felt that. I was just like, mom, I'm moving to England. I'm getting myself one of them. And then I came here and all you hear is, oi, 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 what's up, bruv? And you're like, (laughs) what you saying? And I was just like, raw. They're like, wagwan, but like with a British accent. Yeah. And I'm like, wa, very terrified. Wagwan. Sorry, but Hidu, you and your ad libs. It's just no, You're no, dancing or ad libbing verbally. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. But it's very interesting because like you guys are paying, like, British men are paying to be so like classy and so like kind of like they'll be. Have you guys seen what a girl wants? Yes. <laughs> what a girl I, I What is it about? I love, I love it. The Amanda Bynes movie. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my god! Do you know how he like disowned his parliamentary yeah, position yeah, yeah. so he can go to Morocco and marry we his love? We stand a king. <laughs> we stand him. And he was in King's speech as well. You want to talk about Rage? Colin Firth. He plays the king or the prime minister. He's a one Oh, that guy. That guy. Yeah. I love Colin Firth movies. <laughs> and like the thing no, is, no, I just know like who, who you're talking about, but I don't yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I feel like Hugh Grant set bar yeah he's nodding hill that's what people think of yeah, man look like do you remember of. tumblr like when there was like edits of him like oh. with, like those glasses no yes. but honestly like fine he was in the I'm greatest girl <laughs> yeah. standing in front of a boy telling him oh do you know what four weddings and a funeral I, uh, that film I Listen, love what are we talking about right now we're talking about Colin Fat. no no Rom-coms, Rom-coms, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, they're not the same people my bad. we're talking about like we're talking about how 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 british men are portrayed so a lot I of the pretty, like Hugh okay. Grant is portrayed as this like amazing gentleman. Are we talking about just white? You know British what? Men? Yeah, white yeah. British men. Yeah. I find the One Direction thing really interesting because I feel like British girls. Mm-hmm. Do you think I was never a fan of One Direction? Mm-hmm. But do you think do you think British girls also bought into that or yeah, not? Yeah, definitely. I think so. low key, low key, teenage, teenage girls, teenage girls. Because in my head, like you, if you're a British girl, you already know what British boys are like. You see yeah. One yeah, Direction. Maybe it's think? like I, I, the idealized version of what they would I want. I think it's I like see. also like the accent really plays a yeah. thing for us yeah. because the minute, like even to this day, like I don't know what, no offense to my North Americans, I still love you, but um, <laughs> I can't 
go back and date guys that are from my country now because literally I'm just like they speak and I'm like oh but you know what a British guy will like insult me in two seconds be like oh don't worry about it love and like <laughs> wink and I'll be like oh, fuck yeah I'll go home with you <laughs> I, there was this time where I was really into Australian TV shows you know like uh-huh. H2O make Dance Academy. No, no, no. Just no, no. said water. Not even that. Just said water. Yeah, not even that. Da- no, Dance don't even. Don't even. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. No, let me tell you, it's it's cheesy as hell. But when I heard their accents, I was like, I want an Australian man because their accents sound really nice. But then the more I started hearing about it, apparently they're a bit sexist and they're not very into the whole. Mm-hmm. independent kind of woman kind of vibe mm. but that's probably just their stereotype so when I heard mm. that I was like eh I'm not really feeling Australians anymore so I'll just watch H2O just kind of <laughs> <laughs> to quench that thirst what was he talking about oh yeah I was going to go back to four, we- four weddings and a funeral I don't understand why that film is a romantic comedy because it's messed up it's though, messed I'm not going to lie yeah. I'll be honest right she was a hor right, if you watch it, she was a horrible woman. Oh, you can say whore. I was like, no. we don't use that language on the Oh no, no. Whore. Oh no. Do you know that guy on Twitter? Whore. Not that. <laughs> but like, she was a horrible woman. She treated him like shit, but he was willing to, you know, catch a cold in the rain to be doing his romantic speech for yeah, her. Yeah, but Loki, I want that to happen, though. No, I mean, you know ever want, like, a running in the airport type no, 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 of scene no, 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 or, like, a rain would falling? Love. Oh, my sorry, God, we're going to love, actually. Yes, go. that's the kind of love. Running through a field of wheat. Well, there's a song playing, and then he tries to get me, but then he can't get me, so I keep running. I go behind a tree, and then he comes behind the tree. That's what I want. Some hide and seek. I was literally with my friend the other day, and I was like, all I want is just flowers. I just want. Oh, she's a simple one. We get yeah. it. Okay. Like, Some of us like to get literally a knock, 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 and then like <laughs> you know, to all the boys I love before two came out, and literally he like was outside with like the flowers, and I'm sitting here. I'm 23 years old, by the way, and I'm like, oh my god, I just want this. I like start crying. It's five mm. minutes into the film, just because oh, the girl watched the second one. Yes. Oh, I do like that. Don't ruin it for me. I haven't seen it yet because I want to watch it. We tried watching it. It was terrible. I felt like it was terrible. The scripting was bad. Yeah, I felt felt very cringe. I know who Sean Ambrose is. Yo. Fine. You should, like, watch it again. Try. Is is he light skin? Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a gander when I'm feeling as cringy. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. So just to go back to. Stop dancing, Stacey. So just to go back to your point, you said something about. Who? Oh, Wait, Mina, sorry. Oh, you want to be named, isn't <laughs> it? I just want to be named. Credibility. Um, you were saying something about, um, you know, I can't even remember, but what you were talking about reminded me of like the, um, kind of like the expect- expectations, I think mm-hmm. it was, in terms of like um, navigating like relationships and like marriage. I think there's, I mean, like I could talk about like Arab Muslim men all the time, but like I think they are disadvantaged in terms of like the um, pressure that they have on them, because like I think when it comes to like navigating relationships and stuff like that, it's like no boys, no girls until like you're married, and then like yeah. the and then like and then all of a sudden you know you're married and it's like okay wedding night let's get to it you know you're expected to like have all this type of experience yeah and it's like you've literally denied people the right to like education on like sex and healthy relationships and stuff like that and then that night bam like you're you're expected to have it all together i think the conversation of sex in general needs to be something that needs to be addressed in Mm. our communities because it's not just about education it's about safety as well because we're kind of like the issue of consent and all these other things like it's it 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 comes into one and the fact that 
a lot of the times, whether it be parents, family, community, you're denying us that that, that access to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be using like condoms and using protection or to just like understand that it's never okay for a, a male to touch you and things like that. Like, that should be normalized in your um, in your day-to-day lives with your family members as a, and not make you feel like a shame. Because sometimes I feel like it's awkward now if, if it's mentioned to me whether it be from an auntie, family member of any sort, when you, when we're talking about something that's a little more like delicate, it just feels like an attack. Like, oh, you're probably doing this, so let mm. me just. When it's and it feels like it's humiliating. When really yeah. it's just not. It shouldn't. And it's even the tone they say it in. Sometimes it's very like it's hush hush. Like, oh, no one should know this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sometimes it's even a more disrespectful kind of tone. Mm. And they speak to you. They speak to you as if you don't know what's going on. And a lot of times it's because they haven't told you. So why would you feel comfortable to disclose certain things when they haven't opened up the space for you to speak about it? Yeah. And my other my other issue right now is that they're making um, LGBT and all these other relationship things compulsory, but they haven't even thought to make sex education itself compulsory. And I think both of those two genres should be put together. They should make sex education mandatory and they should also, they should have been teaching LGBT relationships in PHSCE and sex education anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's the fact that they're making it mandatory before they even put it within sex education. So it's also about teaching people safety and then also teaching them about alternative relationships that happen no matter what culture you are. Mm -hmm. So I think in the sense of making those things like opening up a discussion about sex education it's not just a cultural thing because even people white people they're very a lot of them are still uncomfortable speaking about sex with their children as much as we like to think they're very liberal people it's still hard for them to for a dad to go to his son do you know what the vagina is or to go to their daughter and say do you know what the penis is and Mm. to also introduce like elements of alternative genders Mm. and sexualities into the mix when they themselves haven't had an extensive education on how to treat their own heterosexual bodies Mm -hmm. so it's very hard to say it's very easy to assume that pop cultures are the only ones that don't talk about sex and think it's a taboo because even then it's a taboo here Mm -hmm. and it's also going back to the element of safety and a lot of times when they do teach things about sexual interactions it's usually out of like trying to make you scared to have sex yeah. they don't they never teach about the pleasures of it and oh, the fun mm-hmm. that can come from it but they always try and teach in a way it's like beware of gonorrhea Be beware of chlamydia yeah. beware of the herps and also like <laughs> i don't know i said the herps but even like things like hiv that's a very mm. prominent issue in africa it's yep. a very prominent issue in zim but they're not actually educating people about how to prevent it they only start talking about it when it has to be an issue of remedy yeah as opposed to trying to find ways of educating people on how to have safe sex so i don't understand like it's just a massive cycle of bullshit yeah and it's hard to navigate it i think you've touched on so many subjects so in many. there when you're talking about um sex education it also got me thinking about how um we never really learn about sexual pleasure for women Mm-hmm. And like even me talking about it, I do feel a bit wary about it because I feel like that's just how I've been taught. Like you got a, especially like a like a woman of faith. It's like, oh, can you really be talking about that? You're a bit promiscuous, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a basic human right. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just your body, like exactly. Wrong with that. And I feel like um, there's like such a stigma attached to women about you know being confident and like navigating like sexuality and uh, being conf- confident in their bodies and like being able to ask like 
for what they want mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like there's a whole other dimension to it if you are you know of faith if you are like a person of colour because I feel like black women are fetish heavily fetishized fetishized any kind of Irish fetishes I feel like um, a lot of times when we do learn about being sexually active or when we learn about sexuality as an LGBT community it mm. always has a white face Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it would be nice if, like, if it wasn't always coming from someone that was white. Like, for example, when I was um, being taught about, like, um, sexual health and stuff, it was coming from, like, white people. And it's 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 kind of like, because there isn't, a, like, a, a general attachment of them being more liberal about it and wanting to talk about it. If it came from a hijabi, for example, mm. it came from an Indian woman or it came from a black woman or something like that, it, it changes the game for the rest of you us. You would be so much more receptive, wouldn't 100%, you? 100%. Like, 100%, like, it would, yeah. I was, like, like, even now, even it just... Certain words and stuff it makes me think like, oh, like, that's a oh, clitoris, that's a, vagina. Oh, mm. you know oh, I, mean? I say poom, fanny. Oh, like even like when we once we <laughs> have this conversation, me and Stacey, we live together, so we have a lot of weird conversations. And um, important, she's obsessed also. with me. Yeah, basically. Um, so um, we were, like we were just talking about like parts of the vagina and how is that? I don't even know all the bits my own bits i don't know it like i actually cannot label it sorry I can know. i just say the labia is named after a man that discovered it so i don't what? yeah yeah That's do, you know, do you know how like i did what do you call it i felt was violated. I, like, I and violated. That's a part of my body. Yeah, I was like, that's not, right. that's not right. That's even like the vagina. Do you know that's it's actually the vulva? That all of it is the vulva. Oh, the vagina is the Anatomy. Let's talk about it. I mean, this bit has me crying. Wait, isn't that the thing on the back? Wait, you can't. I got that confused. But this is an example of like when never in my life have I ever like in a PSHE session have we done? Okay, let's look at let's look at the vulva. Let's name all the parts. Because I mean we've done that yeah but even when it is it's like done like mm, like just get it over mm, with yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, it's like a fill out the blank sheet yeah yeah, yeah. and a lot of times the guys got like the guys start making jokes mm. or they'll start putting extra pubes around them. oh look at her, she's got a bush. yeah 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 no instead respect. of actually taking it seriously there's yeah, no respect yeah, but yeah, there yeah. seems to be a lot more respect when it comes to learning about penises there seems to be a lot more respect when it comes to talking about wanking because when mm. you talk about wanking, the first thing you think of is a guy. Mm. You never think that women actually touch themselves. You never think that women see themselves as desirable mm. or see sex as being something that they want to have. Yeah. It's, always, it's always seen as something that's from a male perspective and that only men have mm. those kind of like sexual thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of times when they show like stats, they'll be like, let's say it's about like porn websites. A lot of times when they talk about it, it's usually about what men are searching up. But it turns out, a lot of women are searching up the same things that men are. It's just that it's more under the radar because it's mm. more of a taboo for a woman to be interested in such things, mm. which I find really... Um, yeah, just the idea of sexual liberation in general is just not... Just don't do it. You don't do it when you're POC, if you're black, if you're Muslim. You don't... Not. It's just not there. And that's why it is kind of like we need to... It's good that we at least there is something in schools where we're being educated. Even if it's, there's like, you know, room for improvement. But it would be really helpful if these conversations were moved to other spaces, like within our family homes and stuff like that. Because how is it? Yeah, this is another issue. How is it? I have to cover myself up if a male relative is coming to my house. Ooh. Why? I want to know. Why is my mom telling me to be careful in my own home? Nah, what, I, got, that about? I got into a whole argument with my mom. And then she, I blew up. And then I went to my room. And then she came back 30 minutes later, knocked on my door. And she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I don't care if you're sorry. I want to know what you're sorry for. 
And then she understood. Okay, it, was a, it was a whole breakthrough. I'm proud of you for that because that's pet, a hard one to ethnic hard. parents never apologize. So for your mum to apologize, that's a massive she step knows. in itself. I've I've broken her in. Nah, you know you did I mean? really good. Yo, issue of, of you have. No, ethnic parents, there's issues of boundaries as well. We're not talking just these conversations, but it's I think it's good that you did tell your mum like this isn't okay because it becomes all blurred. Like I shouldn't accept that I should feel unsafe in my home with family, relatives, whether whoever it is. Like, this is my home. Like I yeah. live here. They don't mm. live here. In and my you, house. And you're yeah, literally. And it's like you. This man has the audacity to look at me this way, and I shouldn't be the one that should be fearful. Like he should be fearful of me. No, I mean, like, not generally mine, because that's they always disempower you, yeah. which is something that I really struggle with. Why am I meant to be disempowered and humble in my own that's, house? That's the word. Why I was can't I for? be equally as loud as the men who have the audacity to look at me in such a disgusting manner? Mm-hmm. Especially considering that's your family. Yes. If your relative is acting up like that, what are people outside doing? Mm. Exactly. If you're not safe here, how are you going to be safe out there? And they're not teaching men those kind of com- they're not having no. those kind of conversations with men. They're not teaching men how to be respectful. Mm-hmm. It's boys will be boys all day, every day. Boys will be boys how about men trying to be men and standing up for the bullshit that they do yes yeah she's coming out but that's exactly what i was thinking like this word like sexual liberation is never attached to a woman it's this idea of disempowerment like what i feel humiliated i feel embarrassed that you're even saying this to me you're making me feel like i'm even if this thing of like even if i'm not being like I'm not sleeping around or I'm not exploring myself like that. There is still the assumption because I was raised in this country that I'm doing it and I get so uh, mad like yeah, every day. So like true. I'm like I'm I know how I carry myself and as a parent or as a family relative in general, you should know me as me and even if people are doing that so what like it's not your place to be telling people how they should be operating. Like mm-hmm. you should care about their safety and how and how men are looking at them and like but being predatory or whatever like they should be the ones that should be taught like the boys the your sons and you and stuff like that like they should be the one that should be schooled not the girls like mm-hmm. safety is what should be practiced here it's not about humiliating which is a massive issue yeah i just wanted to touch on when you were talking about sexual liberation mm-hmm. like from i mean if we want to talk about like the feminist movement um white feminists always like to okay I'm not trying to generalize, but a lot of white feminists look at like um, like um, Arab women or like Muslim women as like oppressed and like they don't have autonomy yeah. over their own bodies. I'm not like okay, so let's not. I'm not gonna simplify things. Yes, there is so much misogyny within Muslim and Arab communities, but a lot of the women are doing great and they're very like confident with their own sexuality, mm-hmm. but they just don't say it. That's the thing, and I think if we paint sexual liberation as like one thing, I th- like even for me personally, I really believe that the se- where sexual liberation comes from is the choice yeah. so mm-hmm. you choosing to have sex and mm-hmm. you choosing not to have sex mm-hmm. it is the choice you being able to have autonomy over your own body so if we're painting a picture of like this is how you know me as a woman i feel like if you want to be sexually active that is great but also respect my choice to not do not, anything yeah, do you know exactly. what i mean and that's a whole 100%. other like conversation i feel like I think it's so silly that I get comments from people. It's like, oh, really, virgin, is it? Okay, like, wait until marriage. And what? Yeah. And mm. what? Exactly. There's a lot of guys out there that have this thing where they're, like, virgin hunters, and they're very Mm-mm. proud of let's being Let's not talk about that. Actually, let's talk about that. That's the Sorry. weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. They're like, oh, I can't wait for me to take your virginity. And it's like... <laughs> mm. Right? Stop. Um, um. And then with that, they think, because you're a virgin, they have this massive, like... 
Virgin Mary image in their heads. Where it's a power trip, though, isn't it? It is. A yeah, power it's thing. definitely a power trip. Also, sorry, I don't like. I don't know why I use that term, but I don't like that term, Virgin. I, mm. I just don't it like. It is it a social There's no. Yeah. Is there yeah. any yeah. like male equivalent? Because like Virgin, no. I know Virgin used for men as well, mm-hmm. but it. I don't think it's, it's, Mary, just, it's to do, do with I mean? like the hymen, but actually you can break your hymen anhow. You don't horse riding. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Riding a bike. Yeah, you, you could, could fall over. You could be in the car. It hits an extra hard. Oh, boom! That's bam. it. Hymen gone. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's not even about that. <laughs> sorry, it's sorry. Wasn't that their thing about like Ti going to check? Oh, oh, yeah. can, you, can someone tell me about that? Okay, so this was tight. This is a bit old news now, mm. but I think it's still very, still very relevant. relevant where yeah. Ti has got so many control issues within his house. Like, first of all, he just does not respect his wife. He doesn't even respect his wife. So um, I wasn't too shocked to find out that he was taking his daughter to go for like, what would you call it? Like regular hymen checks to see if she hadn't broke her which hymen, is which is fucked up. But saying that, I think it's the state of New York where they've introduced legislation that it is now illegal. Um, and also, I don't know how old she is, but really, he shouldn't really I think be going she's in. Like she's like eighteen. Yeah. He shouldn't. Yeah. I know your, your parents meant to be in the room when you're like going through like medical checkups <laughs> until a certain age, but for him to have the audacity to think he has ownership of her body like that as a father you're meant to protect her not be the perpetuator of this kind of violence and how can his how can her mum be okay with it to be fair we don't know the full story she might be against it but because of the way that he seems to run his home it's very much what i say goes Mm. and she might not have any kind of say in it or she might have but he overruled it we don't know what the house dynamics are but it's still fucked up like your dad should not be knowing what's going on with your china yeah i'd rather like you just not ask me at all which is what happens (laughs) it's a great thing like no one talks about my household i'd prefer that rather than you take me to the gynecologist yeah imagine that in the car like with your dad look yeah, probably like my business no, what's the conversation you. I don't, what's the conversation how do you introduce how, that how do you how do you like okay time for your weekly hymen check <laughs> yeah. how, how that what's whole the conversation thing in the car? is so condescending it's so humiliating like it's just is he in the room it shouldn't, when she's having know. it checked yeah you know what i feel like most of these go on in silence though like there's probably not even in the same way there's no conversation about like hadil was saying you prefer it like to not be spoken about yeah. Like the way he runs yeah. his home, it seems like it. Who knows? He might just like he might have one day just like turned up and been like there and just. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like in the sense of like power, it doesn't always have to be like. He probably doesn't say like, "Oh, I need to see if you like are still intact." Do you know what? He probably just he just moves in silence. I was gonna also That's say true. it's it's worse. Okay, what Ti Ti did, disgusting, but. A lot of the times, these virginity checks are very common practices mm. in so many different communities. And often they're done by a mother, an auntie, so a matriarch. Mm, so, matriarchy, what's the word? Yeah, so like a... Sustaining yeah. patriarchy. And I just had a, a flashback to like, I think it must have been a year ago, where there was like a Twitter thread. And this girl was talking about um, how... I don't know where in Africa it was, and I feel really stupid that I don't remember where it was. I think, uh, I'm, okay. I don't remember too well, but um, she was basically saying how her, one of her relatives sent her to this auntie, and basically they put, okay, I'm going to give a little trigger warning, because this is a little bit, um, it's a little bit sensitive to talk about. Yeah, the egg test. So basically, an, an auntie was uh, someone in her family was questioning her sexuality and if she was sexually active and she said no mm-hmm. and they didn't believe her so they sent her to a person and they had an an egg shoved up her vagina and basically to check if her hymen was intact and 
yeah, I'm think that I think that it came out and there was like blood on it, and yeah, so you can imagine how that alone is so t- like terrifying to think that even happens in a lot of communities, and it is it is a common practice. That's just one mm. example, but it happens in South Asian communities. I'm very certain it does, but I'm not going to speak too much on it because I'm not too sure what how exactly it operates. But I've heard this is not basically it's just not. Uncommon. And those are the same people that are like, it's okay to come talk to me. Mm. about anything yet yeah. they're policing this aspect of your life yeah. to the point where it's it's, it's brutal mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like nobody should be subject to that and then if they don't trust you about this what makes you think they're going to trust you about anything else that you say mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like it really fucks up your relationship with these people because you just you won't not even your own relationship with people in your family but then it's also going to affect the kind of relationships that you have the kind, whether it's platonic or intimate or familial relationships it's just going to be fucked up because yeah. you just don't know how to be and your truth is not being accepted and it's the thing of like a lot of times in POC culture where you have to constantly explain yourself like you don't owe anybody an explanation but you find yourself constantly having to explain things that you're doing even though they should just trust you and trust that you're okay mm-hmm. you know any like last thoughts about the conversation that we've had so far sorry can i just say i feel like a lot of this starts within the home just having yeah. conversations because so so many issues stem from things being a taboo mm-hmm. so if you first open up like an opportunity to conversation and a comfortable conversation at that like i feel like so many things can I don't know, it can it just can improve. improve. Yeah, I don't think for, like, for both people. Yeah, yeah. And, and besides like sexual health in general, I think even the conversation of dating and relationships and stuff, like this should there should be a discussion about it because I feel like it's not, it should be like, if you're going to make a choice, why are you always giving your child an ultimatum? Like mm. that's unhealthy to me. Like this, it sets you up for this thing of where your child or whoever it is doesn't trust you when it comes to other factors like sexual health and talking to you about things that perhaps have made them feel vulnerable um because of a situation that has happened so it, it's kind of like it, it doesn't always have to be so like um it doesn't have to always be about like okay this is sex blah 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 but even open up a little bit in a in a more comfortable way a, way, a, a comfortable way about choice mm. choice is the word i'm trying to look for here choice there should just be an element of choice when it comes to talking about all of these different aspects relationships sex things like that because it's not it's not it's, it takes two to tango like mm. it always takes two to, sa- t- to tango and it shouldn't be that the woman always has to compromise in every aspect as opposed to you know just being able to do it like a guy can um i always think it's good to do your own research don't wait for motherfuckers to do the job for you as much as it shouldn't always be up to you or whoever you have to take that initiative because a lot of times you you might find yourself in a predicament that you don't know how to get out of but because you haven't got the background knowledge things can escalate and things can always can usually get worse so my thing is to just do your own research and make sure that the sources that you're looking at are valid. Don't go on Twitter as your first yeah. source. That's basically <laughs> Wikipedia because a lot of Twitter, 80% of it is bullshit. But um, yeah, and also the thing of sex education and sexual health, like I beg you do your research on that the most because dating and relationships is often in games, da 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 da. But if you haven't got like concrete knowledge on it, it can be very difficult to navigate. So take the initiative and just to reiterate what to reiterate what Mina said, it's always your choice. 
and goes back to what Hadil said, whether you don't want to be sexually active or you are sexually active. Mm-hmm. As long as you're safe. Safety <laughs> is always the most number one priority. And have fun. Exactly. Have fun. I think my one piece will be don't... Anime. <laughs> Sorry. Anime. Don't move in silence because that means your kid will too. So Ooh. I think whether it's... Put that on yes. the t-shirt. Whether, exactly. whether you're invading your child sexuality like TI or you're not talking about it at all like at least talk about it like don't mm. don't do it in silence whether like because that means like your child will will maybe is dating maybe is having sex but just never is never going to tell you about it so like where they want to like come to you for like dating advice or like they want to come out heart, to you dealing yeah. with heartbreak is difficult dealing with heart, mm-hmm. like or whether or not whether they want to come out to you whether it's like about their sexuality or their gender or like if they're in love like you should want to know what your child is doing yeah so i think if if you're silent about it your child will be and you're yeah. gonna miss out on so much of your child's life that way yeah, yeah that's true well, just so just a quick one yeah. that got me thinking um there was a time where i was doing i went on a road trip with my dad basically and he we were sat in Mackey's at like some a.m mad kind of hour and then he started just having a conversation with me about uni and this is a conversation that i thought i would always have with my mum in this mm. kind of way but he had this conversation with me and he was like, um, Stacey, you're a big girl now. You're going to be going to university um, and you're going to be a grown woman. So whatever you do, just be safe. And I knew that he was alluding to intercourse because then we started, having, sweet. We started, That's sweet, though. Sweet. And we started having a conversation about like HIV and that kind of stuff. And I was like, I never it was awkward. When I look back at it, I'm like, I'm really glad I had that conversation with my dad because, for one, I never expected a dad to have that kind of conversation with his daughter because it's usually like a gender pairing yeah. where mm. a girl has a conversation with her mum and a guy has a conversation with his dad. That's how it usually worked. So for me, I was quite, I quite, I was quite surprised. And he did, like, even on the drive to um, Open Day here, he was having loads of random conversations. But his most important one was about like, be safe. And if you ever find yourself in a position, know that your family is there to help you. And don't put yourself in those positions where you might be a sugar baby or you might end up doing some sort of, air quotations, unsavory business so you can maintain university life or the funds for it. Just know that your family is there to help you. And I just like the fact that he had that conversation with me. As much as I felt trapped in the car and I wanted to jump out the window, (laughs) I still like the fact that he was comfortable enough to not move silently and mm. to because my dad has conversations about anything he'll just, just shoot it at you for no reason but it's healthy it's helpful and i i enjoyed that so i hope if i ever do have children that i have that in mind just remember like you said like silence is just as bad mm. yeah so this has been the workness podcast and we'll see you at the next one